Hey everybody, this is Bob Z, the pastor of Joy Christian Fellowship. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. I hope it's a word that will encourage you today. Let's remember in these challenging times we're living that God is still in control and that his love for us endures forever. Amen. God bless. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here at Joy Christian Fellowship. And as we sang, come flood this place. Fill the atmosphere. Turn this high school auditorium into a sanctuary. That's the way we look at it every Sunday when we come in here. It's, it's not a high school auditorium. It's a sanctuary for the living God. It's what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence. So let us become more aware of your presence. And let us experience the glory of your goodness. That's what we, that's what we just sang. I mean, when was the last time we were overcome by the presence of the Lord? Were we even aware of his presence? And I think that's why we need a greater awareness of, of his presence. Because he's here this morning. He's as here as much as I am here. But are we aware of his presence? So as we sang, and I say, let us become more aware of your presence this morning, Lord. Let us experience more of the glory of your goodness here this morning, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. And I wonder if during worship anybody might have received a word from the Lord or an impression, a, a prompting, sometimes a, a visual image. I mean, from time to time, Bobby... In, in worship, she'll tap somebody on her shoulder. I know several of you, she's come up to you during worship and said, I think I got something for you to pray about and stuff. And, and I'm glad she doesn't say, thus saith the Lord. You know, she's not one of them. <laughs> Those people always scare me a little. But anyway, uh, I'm not to judge. And I'm going home and I'll see, depending on where I'm standing, Bobby, I'll see and I'll say, oh, you had a word for somebody. Yeah, what was it? And she'll say, I don't remember. I said, what do you mean you don't remember? <laughs> It wasn't for you, it was for them. So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, uh, but don't blow her off. You know, I said, who's this little lady wanting to tell me something God told her? Pray over it, at least pray over it. You know, who knows? It might be something that's right on the money for you. Um, but anyway, uh, I, and, and when I talk about getting a word from the Lord during worship or any time here, I'm not talking about personal opinions. That, that's not what this is about. It's, it's not about something being man-made or manipulated by man. We don't want that here, but we do welcome a true prophetic word from the Lord because we need to hear from heaven, not man, okay? We need to hear from heaven. So be praying about that. If anybody felt they heard anything or something, sometimes it's just for you, and you don't need to share it. Sometimes it's something to just sit on for a while, let it marinate for a while, and, and then maybe share it. Sometimes it, it may feel like an urgent word for the church. So we welcome that here. But once again, I said, it's not a time to get up and give personal opinions on stuff. So uh, I, I want you to feel you have the freedom here to do that. That's what we say on our shirt and on our sign, right? It's a place of hope, love, and freedom. All right. You know, last Sunday I stood up here as people came to pray for the persecuted church in those top 10 nations that we targeted, where Christian persecution is ranked the highest. It's like the 10 worst countries to live in if you're a Christian, right? If you're a follower of Jesus. 
And before each person came, as, as they were coming to pray, I'd read a Bible verse or a passage of scripture that I, I looked up for all ten uh, that mentioned something about persecution, something about hardship. And out of all those scriptures I read last Sunday, the one that really stuck with me all week has three words that Holy Spirit kept reminding me of all week. And those three words were, love your enemies. Love your enemies. And I was like, say what, Jesus? You know, just three words, love your enemies. I mean, how, how do we do that? You know, we're, we're taught and, and trained and, and learned the hard way sometimes to keep our enemies far away. I have nothing to do with them, right? But Jesus says, love your enemies. So hopefully today we might be able to find out how we can do that or, or do a better job of that. So the title of this morning's message is just that, those three words, love your enemies. That's good, Chris. I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 5. And Luke chapter 6. So Lord, open your word up to us. This is a tough one. I wrestled with this all week. And I said, are you sure? Is that what you mean? And, and we could try to push it away, put it under the table, ignore it. But this is your voice, Jesus. And you told me week, all week, love your enemies. So give us ears to hear what your spirit wants to teach us. Amen. All right, let's look at our first passage of Scripture. This is Jesus. This is part of his Sermon on the Mount from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 5, verse 43 and 44. Jesus says, You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say. Now, in his teachings in chapter 5, Jesus says, You have heard it said. You've heard it said. You have heard the law that says. And he says that several times, and then he quotes an Old Testament law. But Jesus is the, the new covenant, right? He's the better covenant. He's the superior covenant. So he tells his listeners, you've heard the law that says that, but I say this. He tells everyone, I haven't come to abolish the law, right? He says, don't, don't, don't get uptight about that. I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the law. And his teachings in the New Testament they don't lower the standards of the Old Testament. His teachings raise the bar, right? The New Testament teachings of Jesus raise the bar over the Old Testament law of standards and expectations of us, right? You've heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. You might think Jesus wants us to do what? What? He says love your enemies. Now, who's, who's our enemy? We, we know Satan is enemy number one, but I know Jesus doesn't want us to love evil, and he, Satan's all about evil, so he's not saying love Satan. But who else out there is enemy number two or number three or number four in our lives? And we might say, well, I don't really have enemies. I have people I don't get along with. But, you know, it's that person that's just impossible to get along with no matter how hard you try, that you're ready to just give up and say, I'm better off just not dealing with you. Or that person that causes your blood pressure to rise. Uh, that person that we just try to avoid. But if we're new creations in Christ, what are we supposed to do with our enemies? Do we try to ignore them? Do, do we try to defeat them? 
Do we try to change them? Do we just try to tolerate them? Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's not how the world acts, is it? No. But that's how Jesus wants us to act. Look at what he says in verse 45, verse 46. He says, in that way, you know, if we love our enemies, if we pray for those who persecute us, he says, in that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. And then Jesus tells us how kind and how caring and how loving his Father is to everyone. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So he doesn't just treat the nice people good. He treats everybody good. He loves, we're all made in his image. Even the people we can't get along with, even the people we disagree profoundly with, maybe even the people we think are wicked and evil, God created them too. God loves them too. Jesus died for them too. But then Jesus asked this interesting question. He said, if you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. In other words, so what? Big deal. Big deal if you love the people who love you. It's easy to do that. At least it should be easy to do that. Look what he says in verse 47 and 48. If you're kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you're to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And we read that you are to be perfect. We thought, well, hey, um, we know Jesus was the only man who ever walked this earth who was perfect. None of us are perfect. But if we become more devoted to God's desires and his teachings instead of our own desires, and, and we carry his love and his kindness and his mercy and his grace and his compassion into this world, then we'll grow in spiritual maturity and we'll grow in godly character and we will become more perfect as we become more like Christ, the only perfect one. I hope that makes sense. I think we all realize that we can't love our enemies in our own strength. That's just not natural. I've tried it. It doesn't work. <laughs> and that word natural, now that word sounds good, right? You think about all natural. That, that sounds appealing. It sounds healthy. You know, I think all natural apple juice or all natural vitamins or all natural. Well, I Googled all natural, and the first five things that came up were all natural shampoo. <laughs> that was the first thing that came up. That wouldn't have been on my list. Number two was all natural bug spray. Three was all natural deodorant. Finally, number four, all natural peanut butter. Now, that I can relate to. And number five was all natural dog food. <laughs> so all natural may sound really safe and better and healthier when it comes to buying products, but we're talking about our spiritual condition here. And when it comes to our life of faith, our natural impulses are being challenged to be supernatural impulses. To love our enemies and, and to pray for those who persecute us, that's a very unnatural response to some injustice or some hurtful treatment from an enemy or, or a mean person. To, to, pro, to love them and to pray for them, that's an unnatural response. But what others mean for evil, God can use it for our good, right? The Bible says in Romans 12, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? 
Good. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil with good. That's not natural. That's not the natural response to evil, but that's the right response, according to God's Word. Love your enemies. That's not a natural response to to how to treat an enemy. Pray for your persecutors. That's, again, not, it just doesn't come natural for us to do that. But did you know the persecuted church that we prayed for last Sunday, their primary prayer is for the salvation of their persecutors. They've asked a lot of them, so do you want to get out of here? He says, no, don't, don't pray for us. Get us out of here, Lord, or destroy our persecutors, Lord. Their prayer is save them, Lord. Save them. Because, boy, that would change everything, wouldn't it? Save them. Their primary prayer is to save them. That's not a natural response. That's a supernatural response. And, and that's what God expects from us. And we might think, yeah, I know what he expects from us, but he's asking for the impossible here. To love our enemies? Sorry, I can't do that. Look at what Jesus says in, in Luke's gospel, chapter 6 of Luke, verse 27 through 29. He said, but if you are willing to listen, I say love your enemies. Now, if we're being rebellious, if we're being defiant, if we're not willing to listen to Jesus, then we're in the clear, right? We could ignore enemies or we could say all kinds of rotten stuff about them and just pretend like they don't exist. And, and let me say, because I know a lot of us have been through situations where we say, I know what the Bible says, but this is my life. There are some enemies out there. There are people out there that were just better off not being around. There are some toxic relationships that we need to protect ourselves from and protect our loved ones from if possible. God doesn't expect us to, to, to live in these situations where we're being abused or, you know, threatened and, and, you know, harmed. You can pray for them. By all means, pray for them. You can forgive them. Doesn't mean you've got to invite them over for Thanksgiving dinner. If you want to, God bless you. Boy, that's, you're, you're holier than I am. But sometimes it's just healthier for, for everyone if we just keep our distance from certain people. But if we're not willing to listen to Jesus here, at least listen to what he's trying to tell us, like I said, then, then we're in the clear. Right? But if we are willing to listen to him, and if we truly do desire to grow and mature in our walk with him, then, then he's talking to us in this passage. He's talking to every one of us. And if we're willing to listen to him, he's telling us, love your enemies. I, mean, I got to tell you, this, working on this message, this is a tough one. Even when I was done with it, I thought, oh, I, I'm not there. I, I, I can't tell you that I'm there. And notice Jesus makes the word plural. It's not enemy, it's enemies, more than one. I think Jesus knew we couldn't live in such a broken world without accumulating a few enemies along the way. And Jesus doesn't ask he doesn't question whether we have any enemies or not. He knows. Right? He knows we do. And he instructs us to love them. But how are we going to do that, Jesus, when I'd rather just not even be around those people? How, how am I supposed to obey you and love my enemies? And Jesus says, I'm glad you asked. And then he tells us how. Do good to those who hate you. 
Boy, that's not a natural response. Pray for the happiness of those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. If someone demands your coat, in other words, somebody's stealing your coat, offer your shirt also. So Jesus is painting a picture for us of how our enemies treat us. They hate us. They curse us. They hurt us. They insult us. And they steal from us. And yet Jesus still wants us to love them. Not to ignore them. Not, not to try to get even with them. But to love them. How, Jesus? How do we do that? And he tells us, love them by, being, by doing good. Love them by blessing them. Love them by praying for them. Love them by showing them kindness and gentleness. Love them by being generous to them. You want to steal my coat? Here, give me, let me give you my shirt and my shoes. Maybe I got a few bucks in my pocket you can have too. If somebody was stealing something from me, I'd have a hard time with that one. And this sounds so beautiful. Doesn't it? Wow, can you imagine? It sounds so beautiful, but it also sounds so impossible, doesn't it? So what do we do? What do we do when something seems so impossible? Well, we can ignore everything Jesus is trying to teach us, or we can surrender our attitude and our pride and our ego and our plan to him and ask him, make the impossible possible. You're good at doing stuff like that. And trust him to do it through us. We can't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. But he can do it through us, right? If, if we're willing to listen to him, he says. If you're willing to listen. So, Lord, right now, for all of us, help us. Lord, help us bless a difficult person this week. That's somebody we come in contact with that's difficult or annoying. Remind us of this word and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to bless this person. I'm either going to say hi to him, be kind to him, I'm going to buy his car, something. I'm going to bless this miserable person. Lord, give us words to pray for people who we'd rather ignore. And Lord, relax our tight fists and give us open hands so we'll be gentle and generous with those we have a hard time with. Mm, help us do that this week, Lord. He's teaching us. Jesus is teaching us to take positive steps that's going to promote the welfare of those that we may be in conflict with. It's showing mercy and it's showing love instead of the, the more worldly actions of retaliation and, and getting even with somebody. You know, there's that old saying, I don't get mad, I get even. That's not Christ-like. And Jesus continues to teach us how to show his love and generosity to others in, in verse 30, 31 and 32. He says, give what you have to anyone who asks you for it. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do for others as you would like them to do for you. That's the old golden rule, right? Before I knew any scripture, I knew this one. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. Do you think you deserve credit merely for loving those who love you? Even the sinners do that. See, he's calling us to a, a new way of living, just a completely new way of behaving, a new way of responding to those who may not treat us well, no matter how hard we try to be nice to them. 
And living that way is only possible with God's help, right? That should remind us of Jesus' words in John's gospel where he says, apart from me, you can do nothing, right? I'm the vine, you're the branch. Apart from me, you can do nothing. See, without his help, we, we can't love difficult people. But the Bible also says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? So where he says, you can't do anything without me, and then we say, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So we, we, we can't do it on our own. And Jesus is inviting every one of us to respond to difficult people the same way he did. He loved them, right? The ones that hated him, he loved them. He blessed them. He even prayed for them. He gave to them. He gave his very best. He gave his entire life for them. And he's inviting us to respond the same way he did, holding nothing back. That's hard because sometimes, well, I'll do this, but, but I'm, not, I'm not going any further. This is it. That's all I got time for. Right? Look what he tells us. Oh, but he's telling us, do it without holding back. And do it with no expectation of receiving anything in return. Right? No payback, no reimbursements. Look what he tells us, verse 33 and 34. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, is that so wonderful? Even sinners do that much, right? He's saying, big deal, so what? And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, what good is that? Even sinners will lend to their own kind for a full return. So the key here is expect nothing in return when we do good, when we serve the Lord. And this is a call from Jesus to extend the, the same kind of generosity that we usually reserve for just Family and close friends, he's telling us to extend it to everyone. That's a radical teaching. We're not used to doing that. Imagine a world where, where, where the economy changed from, I'll give you this only if you give me that. If it changed to, I, I share this with you, knowing that you or, or someone else will generously share with me whatever, whatever I need. That's a very challenging concept. How do you think it would work in our high-tech, sophisticated society? I have my doubts, unfortunately. Somebody'd screw it up, right? All right. Well, then Jesus reminds us once again in verse 35 and 36. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them. And don't be concerned that they might not repay then your reward, not before, but then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High for he is kind to the unthankful and to those who are wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. So he's kind to the unthankful. He's kind to the wicked. So I believe the overall message of this passage in Luke chapter 6 and and the passage is very similar. We looked at in Matthew 5. I, I believe the message is to, to break down the, these barriers we set up to keep a safe distance between ourselves and others, whether they be enemies, persecutors. Of course, we've got to be wise, too, you know, whether they be haters, pagans, strangers, whether they be evil and wicked. Jesus is calling us to love them. 
and to pray for them and be kind to them and to be generous to them. And I got to admit, I'm not there yet, you know? To totally desire the well-being of all others for their own good, no matter what. Expecting nothing in return so that you and me might become this world that Jesus desires us to be while we're still here. Amen? But let's remember, use wisdom. Don't go out and just start picking up hitchhikers and, and stuff. I mean, use wisdom. We, 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 we live in a, a violent world, and it doesn't seem to be getting any easier. So we need to use wisdom, but I think we can all grow in the area of loving others more. But I got to tell you, I admit, number one, love your enemies. I, I can forgive them. I can pray for them. Love them. I, I, I can't honestly say I love them because God knows I don't. But that's a tough, tough teaching right here. Even when I was done with it, I said, oh, man, that's so hard. I, I can't tell you. I'm just going to go out there now and, and love my enemies and call up people I haven't talked to in years. I mean, hey, if God motivates you to do something like that and it blesses somebody, do it. But maybe this week we can look for some person to bless, some person that we wouldn't normally even want to talk to and, and just give them some kind word, something that'll just like, wow, where'd that come from, you know? Well, it comes from him because our nature, our natural inclination, our natural impulse is to just avoid the situation. And sometimes, honestly, that's best. Let God lead you, and I'll keep asking him to lead me, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll represent him better here in the earth. That's all I got. So let's, let's pray. If you can stand, stand with me. I'll say a prayer. We can close this out. If you want prayer for anything, I'll be up here. Maybe you want to pray with somebody here. If, if God's nudging you, go pray for that person. Share something with him. Don't, don't blow it off. He, he's moving. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this word. This is your word. This is what you taught, and it's a hard one, Lord. Uh, we can't pick and choose, though. Say, so, well, I like this, but I don't like that. And I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do that. Help us in those areas that are tough for us, because I, I admit, I'm, I struggle with this command. And you're basically telling us, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, do good to those who hate you. That's tough. That's hard. But give us the wisdom we need to, to guard our hearts, to protect our loved ones, not to, uh, not to put anyone in, in a bad place just because of a, a desire we have. But lead, guide, and direct us, Lord. You're so good. You're so much better at this than I am. So I just ask you, lead, guide, and direct every one of us when we leave here. And again, if anybody wants prayer for anything at all, uh, come up front, pray where you are. Uh, don't be in a hurry to leave. If, if you got to go, God bless you. I hope you'll come back next Sunday. And um, be thankful. Be grateful. And uh, let's represent them well out there in Christ's name. Amen.